Hello and happy Tuesday. That's right. You're listening to Braxton Poe, host of the Burgers and Brats podcast. I'm back. It's been a few weeks of been off. Uh, lots of schoolwork going on, fixing to graduate. Lots going on. So sorry I haven't been here uh, with you guys, but I'm back this week. Should have another one coming out this week too. But happy Tuesday right now. Lots going on in the sports world. Just a crazy weekend in college football. Just another exciting weekend full of upsets, near upsets in the college football world. And a good week in the NFL. Some great games. Still one undefeated team remains and they look phenomenal. Also, the World Series starts tonight. So I'm here to break that down. Got the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. So... Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to break all that down and more coming up on this latest podcast. But first, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. So let's start cooking on the grill college football recap. Uh, some fun games, interesting games going on. Uh, top teams win. Georgia had a bye week. Oklahoma uh, escapes Kansas, basically. Uh, they won by 14, but it was very close towards the end. Uh, I was at that game, and I can say I did not expect that um, to be the case, be down 10 nothing at halftime, and then keep a close game all the way down until about the final two minutes of the game. And then I saw one of the most just intelligent plays I've ever seen a quarterback make, even especially a true freshman who hadn't played in two years, ripping the ball away from his running back uh, on fourth down and two or whatever and getting the first down, keeping that drive alive, and then allowing Oklahoma to go score at the end. Uh, Also, Caleb Williams breaking another uh, 40-plus yard touchdown run where he should have been stopped in the backfield on a fourth and one. That dude is a monster. That dude is a beast. I'm saying if they don't have Caleb Williams, this Oklahoma team probably has two losses. I feel like they would have lost to Kansas uh, in that game, uh, just crazy stuff out of Lawrence, a Kansas team who's just one of the worst teams in college football. Oklahoma gets the win, though. For uh, Only two teams ain't no this season, Oklahoma and UTSA. So uh, got a tough stretch coming up for Oklahoma, but we'll be here to break that down later on. And then uh, Alabama beats Tennessee. It was not... It was not as big as Alabama fans probably hoped. I know they're tied going into the fourth quarter, but Alabama wins 52-24. to uh, So they put it on in the end, uh, winning by a big margin. It, Alabama can step on the gas pedal when they want, get stops when they want, but that secondary has some issues that uh, need to be solved uh, at the minimum. And... Uh, that, that team's vulnerable. I, there's not a dominant team in college football besides maybe Georgia, and you could say their strength of schedule has not been that great. Uh, we'll see uh, what their – let's check their uh, schedule coming up. So Georgia had a bye week this week. Uh, they got Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech, and Florida, Florida next week. So – this Georgia team will more than likely be undefeated heading into the SEC Championship facing Alabama. Alabama could have one or two more losses. Alabama with a pretty, pretty uh, decent uh, schedule heading into the final weeks with LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and at Auburn. 
Auburn's had their no, no, number number in the last few recent years, so uh, that game could be fun. But it looks like both teams will meet in the SEC championship, and then Oregon down fourteen nothing. Then I believe they go up uh, thirty one to fourteen or seventeen and end up winning thirty four thirty one. So they almost blow that game. UCLA just. Went up super early, couldn't sustain the leads, made a quick comeback at the end, but just ended up falling short. UCLA is now 5-3 and three on the year. I don't think my UCLA pick of winning the Pac-12 is going to work out. Already now with two losses in the Pac-12. Oregon only one loss still. Uh, looks like they control their own destiny heading into the Pac-12 championship. Ole Miss and LSU. Close game early. Uh, LSU, Ole Miss wins 31-17. Lane Kiffin's doing a phenomenal job at Ole Miss. They're now 6-1. and one. LSU and interim coach, coach O are now 4-4. Four and four. Uh, I thought they'd be probably a little closer game, especially uh, in the final score. Uh, but it doesn't look as close as the final score predicted, I believe. I uh, didn't get to watch much of it. Uh, Pitt, is, Pitt is the real deal, guys. Pitt is the real deal. Uh, in the ACC, uh, they think they can def- they can definitely run the table and play in the or they control their own destiny in the ACC championship. It's literally them. That's literally it in the ACC. Uh, Wake Forest will probably be Wake Forest and NC State uh, vying for that other spot. Uh, Clemson just benches their quarterback DJ Ogale. However you sp- say his name, and then put in the backup. Can't even say his name because it's even harder than DJ. Uh, but we'll see what happens uh, there if DJ sticks out for another year. It's only been six starts, I guess. Um, just stick it out. See what next year brings. Don't enter the transfer portal because you're probably still going to be number one quarterback there next year. Don't know their quarterback situation coming in. But um, it's only been a few games. Uh, you're a freshman, so stick around. And then maybe one of the better games of the day, Oklahoma State, number eight, heading to Ames, Iowa. Uh, Iowa State wins 24-21. Uh, they get a fourth down stop with about a minute left on their own 48 or so. Uh, just a great game there. Uh, just uh, Both teams look phenomenal. I don't understand. Iowa State is just somehow turns it on at the after midseason. They just look awful in the beginning of the year. And somehow just turn it on, and they're looking like the big, like the top seventeen. They were ranked in the preseason. That's what they're looking like. Oklahoma State uh, falls, gets their first loss of the season. Uh, they've got a very easy schedule heading in the rest of the year until they face OU and Bedlam. So Oklahoma State could still have one loss heading into Bedlam. They still control their own destiny. They're still in second place in the Big Twelve. So see what happens there, and then some other games. Uh, biggest upset of the day for sure. Illinois goes into uh, Happy Valley and beats number seven Penn State in nine overtimes. Nine overtimes. That I got to watch the end of that. Um, Sorry about the second overtime. I, I hate the new overtime rules. Two point conversion at the end. Uh, you can only do two points uh, after the second overtime. That's just stupid. You had the best overtime rules in all of the sports. And you just ended up blowing it after only two uh, overtimes. You changed the rules. Uh, Try to get rid of seven overtimes, you go to nine. So that was just awful play calling by Penn State and Illinois in the end. Uh, 
neither team could score. I think Penn State made two of their two-point conversions, and then Illinois, of course, made three of theirs. So just awful play calling and just two yards out, you can't punch it in. Uh, but it, it was it was it was hard to watch that and nine overtimes and you still get the under in a game. <laughs> Pretty remarkable stuff there. So um, that's it on the recap. I'll be back to predict this week's games coming up. Uh, not many great games, but there are a few. Uh, so, uh, college football rankings, my playoff rankings, playoff rankings come out in, I think, next week, I believe. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, my personal college football playoff rankings, these have changed in the last 24 hours, but number one, Georgia. I think there's a gap, and you got to go Cincinnati, undefeated. Three, Oklahoma, undefeated. I'll put Bama at four. I do think they're a top four team in the country and can they win a championship. Still, there are flaws, but uh, number five, I'll go Michigan, undefeated. Michigan at number five, and then number six, uh, last two out, Ohio State. Uh, so they got a tough one coming up. I believe they have Penn State at home this upcoming week, and then Michigan goes to Michigan State. So those two teams, uh, we'll see what they're made of in uh, one of their toughest ch- tests of the year uh, upcoming this next week. Uh, but those are my top six in the college football uh, world. So NFL, uh, very, very surprising games here. Uh, Cincinnati, we'll start there, beats Baltimore 41-17. Cincinnati, 41-17. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, just looking like animals. These dudes are monsters. Look like they've been playing together for a couple years, even in college, which they did, but... Uh, they look uh, really good. Uh, Joe Burrow looks amazing. It's incredible how fast of a turnaround Cincinnati, uh, just how fast they turned it around up there. Uh, it was 17 to 13, I believe, late in the fourth, um, uh, with about 11 minutes left, and then Cincinnati just turned it on in the end. Um, New York Jets and the New England. Uh, Patriots, New England just gallops them uh, 40, 54, 54 to 13. I don't know the last time I saw 54 points uh, in an NFL game, but uh, Zach Wilson gets injured at the Jets, and New England just puts it on them. Uh, one, another surprising game, two bunch of surprising games, actually, but the Giants beat Carolina 25, of thir- 25 to 13. Uh, Daniel Jones, 23 of 33, 203 yards, only one touchdown on the day. Uh, but zero interceptions. Sam Donald, 16 of 25, 111 yards, uh, one interception, zero touchdowns. So uh, Chuba Hubbard, only 28 yards on 12 attempts. Uh, Giants came out and stopped the run. Uh, great defensive effort by the Giants. Carolina was 3-0. and Now they're 3-4. and So bad 180 turnaround for the Panthers uh, with Matt Rule and Sam Donald. Uh, we'll see if they can get it together there. Uh, Giants though looking pretty good with all those receivers out. Uh, they they had four receivers out, I believe. It's just crazy. And then Tennessee beats Kansas City twenty-seven to three. Pat Mahomes twenty of thirty-five, two hundred six yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Tannehill two hundred seventy yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Derrick Henry only tw- only eighty-six yards on thirty attempts. So the Chiefs stopped the run. They just couldn't stop anything else. Pat Mahomes, two inter- or one interception, and he was the leading rusher uh, with 35 yards. 
A.J. Brown, just a great game, 133 yards, uh, receiving one touchdown. The Chiefs, uh, no, I don't think anyone's scared of them anymore. I don't think anyone's scared of them this year. They're 3-4 and four on the year. Uh, Tennessee, 5-2 and two now, uh, and one is a loss to the Jets. So uh, pretty. They, this team is uh, uh, just a terrible loss away from being 6-1. and one. Uh, I do want to congratulate the Lions for actually getting a pretty close game uh, with the Rams. Uh, they fall 19-28 and just a awful Jared Goff interception towards the end is what cost them that game. Uh, they could have taken the lead uh, with about four minutes left or so, and then Rams go out and get a field goal. Uh, Raiders, 5-2 and two on the year. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if it's just Jalen Hurts or the coaching, but they, they don't look good. Eagles do not look good, just bad play calling. Do they know they have Devontae Smith and the Heisman Trophy winner? Do they know that? Because I drafted him for a reason, and I wanted points. But it just feels like they're not even targeting him. Um, and then I, I got to say I'm proud of Indianapolis going into San Francisco and getting the 38-18 win in just a monsoon, a hurricane, uh, just uh, weather, uh, just pouring the downpour the entire game. Uh, proud of a uh, good win by Carson Wentz on the road Sunday night in San Francisco. And then Arizona, uh, 31 and Wins thirty-one to five. They're down five nothing at the end of the first quarter. They turn it on. Great debut by Zach Ertz with a forty-seven-yard touchdown pass. Cardinals, best team in football. I think we can all agree on that. The Cardinals are the number one team in the NFL right now. They look great. I I don't know what's stopping them. Uh, their schedule coming up. Packers Thursday night. So that is going to be a great great game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus. Kyler Murray, that's going to be phenomenal, and see if Packers can win, can give um, the Cardinals their first loss. <clears throat> and then finally, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the uh, Chicago Bears 38-3. to Tom Brady gets his 600th career touchdown pass. Uh, Justin Fields with uh, 184 yards, three interceptions, and two fumbles. Two fumbles and three interceptions for a quarterback. Tom Brady, only 211 yards passing, but four touchdowns, zero interceptions. This Bucks team looks pretty dominant. It'll probably come down to the Bucks Cardinals in the uh, NFC is what it's looking like. So <clears throat> my uh, NFL ranking, power rankings for this week, num number 10, I've got the Browns at number 10. Uh, see if Baker Mayfield comes back, but they got a good win on the road at Denver with Case Keenum and their backups. Uh, we'll see if how Baker does after this injury. Number nine, I know they just got Gallup, but I'll go the Ravens. Uh, this team is still pretty dominant, and I have a lot of faith in Lamar Jackson. Number eight, the team that just beat them by a thousand, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're in first place uh, in the uh, AFC North, so Bengals just control their own destiny right now. They look very, very good offense and defense. Uh, the Chargers come in at number 7 for me. They had a bye week this week. Uh, so uh, they'll be back on the field next week. And uh, the Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Great pickup for the Chargers. Great team right now. And then 6, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they had a bye week this week as well. So uh, look them get back on track this next week. Get the passing game going. Josh Allen going. Uh, 
playing really good football up there like we thought they would be. Then the Packers at five, Aaron Rodgers, after losing that first game, Packers are have won six in a row. So uh, Packers are on the right track. Kind of tough win against Washington, kind of let Heineke and the football team hang around, uh, look to see if they can put opponents away f- uh, more quickly in these upcoming games. Defense has to be stopped, or defense has to get stopped. So that defense is pretty abysmal, played a lot better uh, this weekend but they still have a lot of issues to be worked out. Number four, I've got the Rams. Uh, I dropped them one this week because of just that tight game against Detroit, and it was at the Rams. So uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Matt Stafford played great, great baseball, or great football. But uh, I've got to go with uh, the Rams at four. That, that's a great base. It's a great football team, great football team, but uh, I need to step up a little bit more defensively. And the Cowboys at three. Bye week this week. Uh, just team looks unstoppable on offense. Defense is playing really good with Diggs. Uh, so uh, Cowboys, just, they control their own destiny. This may be the year we finally get a Cowboys playoff victory. Uh, it could be the year. And then number two, I've got the Bucks uh, at number two. Tom Brady, dude doesn't age. Dude just plays great football. Uh, it's sad to see, but <laughs> I got the Bucks at number two. And then number one, no surprise, the Arizona Cardinals, only undefeated team left in football. Uh, this team is, is looking like a Super Bowl or bust team right now for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray just looks phenomenal. MVP, MVP for uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, so that is my NFL f- football power Rankings. Uh, notice how all these teams, top five teams, are in the AFC. Literally, my top five NFL teams are in the NFC, and my bottom five, or my last six through ten, are in the AFC. So that's pretty funny. <clears throat> so that's the NFL power rankings. I'll be back this week to talk about this upcoming week in the NFL. But first, um, let's talk about on this day in history, my favorite segment. Uh, 1978, Halloween, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Her debut film is released. 1978, I got the new movie Halloween Kills is coming out, or it just came out. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, one of the best of all time. And then 1984, The Terminator, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger, is released. So, some good movies that came out on this day in history. Uh, And then 1881, Gunfight at the OK corral uh so thing of the movie tombstone uh back in 1881 the gunfight at the okay corral happened tombstone's got to be one of my favorite movies of all time just val kilmore kurt russell um can't even think of the other names but um bill paxton uh just great great movie uh great casting just perfect casting there uh one of my favorite movies of all time that happened uh on this day and then happy birthday to pablo picasso and katie perry happy birthday to those two uh before we dive into the mlb world series make sure you follow on apple Podcasts, spotify tune in pandora and anywhere else you get your podcast at birds broads stay up to with latest news on twitter and instagram and youtube at birds and broads so let's dive into the world series the series is in Houston. Uh, Houston has the better record, so uh, 
it, it, I think I think this will be a I think it'll be a fun series. Uh, I it I, I, I it's hard to pick a team. It really is. Uh, I know I know who America wants. I know who I want to win. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. I think just a small percentage of the population is rooting for one team uh, over the other. Uh, Atlanta is the underdog in the series. Uh, <clears throat> Hundred twenty five plus 125 odds to win their first title since 1995. Houston does have the top offense in baseball. Uh, the Braves are eighth total <clears throat> in the sport. And then the teams have not played since 2017. So when the Astros first started cheating, uh, these teams have not played since then. Houston does uh, own the all-time record against them uh, or of, of recent uh, so in the simulation, though, uh, they ran simulations to see who would win this game. You know, like they do for Madden games and for the Super Bowl. Uh, the Braves are winners 50.5% of these simulations. 50.5% of the simulations have the Braves winning this uh, series. Series starts Tuesday. Uh, I think it will be... Uh, I think it'll hit... Uh, six for sure, uh, maybe seven, but I think uh, this this it won't be a sweep. It'll it'll definitely hit six games. Uh, it could be closed out there, but it it's pretty possible it will be a seven game series. The Atlanta Braves uh, with uh, maybe the better uh, strength of schedule heading into this. Uh, they got to beat the they beat the Brewers, they beat the Dodgers. Now they play the Astros, so they beat the pretty much two best teams in the N or one of the two two of the three best teams in the NL, which were the Brewers <coughs> and the Dodgers. So uh, now they get to play the AL Astros. Astros had to beat the White Sox uh, and the Red Sox. So I mean, strength of schedule wise, going into this, I think Atlanta has the more impressive resume in their playoff uh, run. But uh, looking at some stats here, uh, ERAs, uh, Atlanta, uh, fourth with 3.41, Houston with 4.5. Uh, walks, pretty even. Atlanta only giving up 31. Uh, Houston, 35. And then strikeouts, uh, pitching-wise, uh, 100. And then Houston with 93. Uh, batting average against, Atlanta is third in the league, while Houston is seventh. And then home runs allowed uh, in this series in the playoffs so far is eleventh, uh, or they've allowed eleven home runs and Houston has allowed fourteen, so that is the pitching. And then for offense, uh, batting average, Atlanta point or Atlanta at two fifty, Houston at two eighty one, so that's a it's a pretty big significant difference there on offense. Uh, runs total, Houston with sixty seven. Atlanta only with 40, so a 27, plus 27 differential for Houston on that. Houston also with 13, or 14 more hits in this uh, playoff uh, run. Home runs, Atlanta 12, Houston 13. So despite all these or all the runs, uh, only one more home run for Houston in this. And then the on-base percentage, uh, Atlanta with three, 319 and then Houston 353 so I mean this Houston team is pretty 
not significantly better, but there is a subtle differential in between these two teams. Offensively, Houston does have the edge, and then defensively, I'd probably give it to Atlanta. <coughs> so uh, it, it should be a, just a great, great uh, playoff series. Uh, it, it'll make it great if Atlanta wins this series, I think, for all of America and baseball fans <laughs> around the world. Uh, but starts uh, to tonight. Uh, we'll get a pretty good understanding of this um, <coughs> of this series tonight. We'll see if I think it'll be a pretty low scoring uh, series. I it, it, I think it'll be pretty low scoring games. Of course, there's always that game where it's going to be super high scoring and a blowout. But I think overall it should be a pretty low scoring series. And my predictions for this uh, for this World Series 2021 World Series. I'm going to take the Braves in six. Uh, I'm taking the Braves in six as World Series. I think uh, they've just playing. They've been playing great baseball right now, uh, beating Dodgers three to two, uh, beating Milwaukee. Uh, these, those were two teams most people picked to make the World Series. I know I picked uh, San Fran, and they lost to the Dodgers. So, um, I think most most people picked the NL to win the World Series, whichever team came out of it, because it was the better division, or better, uh, yeah, better division and uh, conference. So I'm taking the Braves in six over the Houston Asterisks. I mean, Houston Astros uh, MVP. I got, for my World Series MVP, I got Freddie Freeman taking home the trophy. So uh, I hope it's a great series. Be even better if the Atlanta Braves get their first title since 1995. Um, uh, a lot of Atlanta fans. I know a lot of Atlanta fans. So rooting for a title there in A-Town. So that is my MLB World Series predictions. So let's move into the final segment. Who would I share a burger and bra with? So this is for all you lawn care owners out there. Pe- mowers, people who just love that yard work. So you're not really motivated to, so not motivated to rake those uh, leaves on your lawn? Well, now you have an ultimate excuse, uh, and it involves saving the environment. That's right, not mowing your leaves to save, uh, help the environment and those animals. So the National Wildlife Foundation says, leaving leaves where they fall helps critters in your yard and contributes to a healthy ecosystem. So these toads, turtles, and other animals that eat fallen leaves... Birds used um, to build these nests, and caterpillars ride out winters underneath these leaves, and they emerge as butterflies. So letting these leaves fall, uh, also letting these leaves fall where they may, reduces greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, so you allow these animals to have a sanctuary, you let them get a healthy diet, and you help reduce uh, greenhouse gases as well. So... Don't mow those leaves over. Just let them sit uh, in your yard. Uh, I know a lot of dads are happy to hear that. Saving the environment uh, one step at a time. So that's who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Great, great episode of College Football, NFL, and the World Series. Uh, Should be fun uh, this upcoming week watching baseball and then in the NFL and college football. I'll be back later in the week. But happy Tuesday. Uh, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers 
and brought. It's good to be back. Uh, thank you all. Uh, stay healthy.